The White Sox won the series against the Guardians, but this particular series will always be remembered for the Anderson Ramirez sixth inning fist fight. What a wild scene on Saturday. Suspensions are pending. Uh, Luis Robert Jr. has done something that no other Sox center fielder has done before. And is Yoan Moncada truly fit to be playing the rest of the season at third base? You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong die hard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox will take on the New York Yankees on Monday. Dylan Cease will be on the hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast uh, with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. State of the Sox. Uh, 45 and 68, 13 and a half games back in the Central, if you're keeping tabs on that. Uh, 23 games under. Uh, 500. Uh, so our White Sox, hey, they won two of three. Uh, they won the series against the Guardians in Cleveland, which is sometimes a difficult place uh, for the White Sox to play. Uh, they have taken uh, uh, the series, the season series against the Guardians now. And it's, hey, it is always great to win. It is always great uh, to beat Cleveland, uh, anybody else in the AL Central, right? Uh, but in my in my personal op uh, opinion, you know, uh, this series, it does not erase uh, the fact that the Sox are 23 games uh, under 500 and 13 and a half out. Uh, as for the fight, uh, the big fight on uh, Saturday, uh, I'll, I'll get to that. But, you know, uh, look, until the Sox are uh, above Cleveland in the standings, I mean, you know, hey, the series win is great. Like, we'll celebrate that. A win is a win. Beat Cleveland. Uh, it's always great to beat Cleveland. But Sacks are still 23 games under. So uh, I'm not celebrating uh, too much here. Um, prior to the Cleveland series, this is what our fearless leader, Pedro Grafol, said on what he wants the White Sox to accomplish uh, these last two months. We have two months left, and they are critical two months, Grafol said. Uh, this is not a just-finish-the-season-out type of two months for us. Uh, we're never going to compromise a major league win because they're really, really hard to come by. At the same time, there are things we have to correct before we move forward, and that's one of them. We just have to get better at it. I want to clean some things up, the fundamentals the details, just things that kind of got away from us a little bit. It wasn't that we didn't address them. It's just that they 
uh, haven't gotten better. Uh, when I say things are on me, that's what I mean. Things are on me. Uh, we've shown bits and pieces of every facet of the game, Griffol said, yet we haven't put it together as one. Uh, you know, he's very robotic in his statements, isn't he? Um, it's almost like things are being written out for him. Um, and it's the same stuff. It's scrambled up a little bit here and there, but it's the same message that really he's been pushing out uh, since he was hired. Fundamentals, you know, uh, bringing pride back, going to be playing the game the right way, giving fans something to root for, uh, going to put everything together all at once, string that together, urgency, uh, April and May matter, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I mean, sure, okay. You, great. You want to continue to clean things up and work on fundamentals, uh, the details, your 23 games under your 13 and a half out. That's awesome. Uh, if you think this is the time to keep hammering away at it, sure. Okay. You know, might as well, right? Uh, if you're going to go out there and play baseball games, uh, you might as well do it the right way. Uh, but some of the things that he continues to say, you know, when he, when he says a uh, uh, you know, when he puts it on him and, and that's what he means, things are on me. You know, if that's truly how you continue to feel, then I mean, I don't need you around next year. You know, a one and done is fine by me. I think he I think he was a three year uh, contract. Again, you want to ask me, how did things go so wrong for the White Sox? And there's a lot, but but I have to go back to the Pedro Grafol hire and say, if this is the guy that you thought in a quote-unquote championship window where you really thought the White Sox uh, had, a, had a pretty good lineup, they were going to be competitive. They were going to compete not only in the AL Central, uh, but beyond. And this is the guy you brought in with zero managerial experience uh, in all of his, you know, most of his resume uh, has been with the Kansas City Royals. I'm, I'm sorry. I was really confused by that. Gave him the benefit of the doubt. I don't want to unload on Grafol. It's, you know, maybe he is a good manager down the road uh, when he gets certain pieces in play and, you know, he gets a team that uh, plays the way he wants uh, the game to be played. I, I really don't know. Uh, but obviously folks didn't buy into what he was pitching. He didn't know how to control it when it got out of control and telling me that, you know, that he didn't address them. And well, if you didn't address them, then either people just can't play the way you want them to play, which is traditional baseball, fundamental baseball, or you don't know how to manage it. Uh, so again, it's not all on Grafol. Absolutely not. And he shouldn't necessarily put it all on him. And maybe he's just trying to do good by the players, or maybe that's what uh, he thinks fans want to hear or the organization. But, you know, there's a lot of disappointment on the players as well. They just absolutely did not show up. So, hey, you want to work on the little stuff, the spring training stuff and hitting cutoff guys and, you know, backing up bases and all that. Continue to work on plate discipline. Go ahead, man. Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, but, you know, to continually say it's on you. It is on you then, and I don't know if you necessarily need to be around here in 2024. I think we need somebody uh, that will command the respect, that understands you know, how to get the absolute most out of uh, this White Sox baseball team, and maybe it's not Grifol. Uh, I, I Again, the fact that he had a three-year contract, I think he's going to continue to be around, but uh, we shall see. Really disappointing, and it's the same stuff from him, and I can't even make sense of half the stuff that he's saying. 
Uh, on Sunday, there was no Tim Anderson. It was a quote-unquote planned day off. Uh, I have a feeling it was a, a planned day off at the sixth inning on Saturday. Uh, this was Pedro Grafol, uh after Saturday's melee. Uh, everybody was out there fighting for each other and protecting each other. It was a much-needed win. Could it have been the best win of the year? Uh, possibly. If you're basing it on emotions, yeah, it was the best win of the year. So uh, here we are. Uh, the best win of the year in Pedro Grafol's mind is a win that got them, what, 22, 23 games uh, under 500 and around 13 games back in the division. That was the defining point because there was some emotion and there was some you know, benches cleared because of whatever happened between Ramirez and T.A. Uh, that is what you're basing it on? Okay, uh, that is fine by me. Well, Sox responded. Uh, they beat the Guardians 5-3 to three on Sunday. It was really the ninth inning where the Sox kind of took advantage of a couple of uh, misconnections made by Cleveland's third baseman and first baseman. And then Elvis Andrews uh, made it hurt with a two-run single. Uh, Jesse Schultons was on the hill for the Sox. Schultons had his second quality start of the road trip, allowing three runs, uh, two earned, and six hits and one walk over six innings. Uh, Schultons, a 29-year-old rookie, uh, had 13 swings and misses and struck out six, lowering his ERA to 3.06. That's something right there is what you're working on for 2024. You're looking at your rotation for next year. I've been more and more impressed with what I'm seeing from Jesse Schulten. So keep giving me some of that. Uh, what happened on Saturday happened, Schulten said. We have each other's back no matter what happens. We're united around that. You saw the fight in the offense. It reassures us that we're all in this together. Uh, and how about that fight? Uh, Saturday, it was fight night in Cleveland. Sox beat the Guardians 7-4. Uh, sixth inning of Saturday's game. He's been disrespecting the game for a while, Jose Ramirez said uh, after the game. When he does something like that on the bases, he can get somebody out of the game. Uh, so I was telling him to stop doing that after he tapped me really hard, uh, more than needed. Uh, he said he wanted to fight, and I had to defend him uh, myself. I think Ramirez referring a little bit to the maybe the push-off tag that uh, T.A. had uh, the other day earlier in the series. And uh, I, I don't know exactly what Ramirez is referencing and uh, if this is something known about Tim Anderson around the league. I, you know, it sounds like a nerve was struck for sure. Uh, before it started, I know Anderson was yelling uh, at first baseman Arias, and the umpire told him to knock it off, said Terry Francona. Uh, I didn't appreciate that Anderson, once he had 11 or 12 guys between them, that's when he started again, Francona continued. I said something to him, and I think that's what their manager was yelling about. Uh, I'm not going to comment on it, uh, said Griffol. I'm going to let MLB figure it out, do their investigation and watch the video. Uh, they have some work to do. Um, yeah, you know, I was watching this live when it all happened, and I've never seen anything quite like it. Ramirez sliding in uh, underneath uh, TA's legs. It looked like there was maybe a maybe a tough tag. Uh, you know, Ramirez with his finger in TA's face. Anderson throws his glove down, and as Stone and Benetti talked about, it was like a hockey fight gloves off fists up 
kind of dancing around a little bit. The umpire gets pushed out of the way. He's standing on the side. It is Anderson and Ramirez. Punches are thrown, uh, you know, and then, and then folks get in on it. And Ramirez kind of falling. I don't even think he really saw where he was, where he was throwing a punch and it connected uh, Anderson on the chin, uh, rattled him. He stumbled backwards and fell. Uh, Anderson got one in on, uh, looked like the ribs of uh, Ramirez. Again, I don't even know if Ramirez knew where he was thrown. He just was wildly throwing a punch, uh, but it got T.A. square on the jaw uh, and he went back and fell. Um, uh, unfortunate, actually. You know, I, I think I know what I want. Uh, I think I know what Sox fans want me to say is, man, that's great, T.A. We got your back. You know, this is what we've been waiting. Go get him, uh, Anderson. Uh, to me, it was kind of ugly. It's like, really? You know, and, and if, if that's the thing that's going to get this White Sox team going, uh, again, 23 games under 500 here uh, in early August. This is what we've been waiting for, for T.A. to square up. Uh, with Jose Ramirez and slug it out uh, with fists. I, I'm sorry. Uh, it should be done a much different way. Like do it with your play, man. Do it with your bat, like figure it out a long time ago. But I really think this was Tim Anderson, a lot on his shoulders, a lot going on in his life, not the type of season he wanted, probably not the way he thought his personal life was going to go. Not the way he thought the White Sox season was going to go. Uh, things probably all came down, and, and it just, it, boom, powder keg, uh, and it went off on Saturday. Um, you know, through all of the the nuts and the the mayhem, Kopech, not bad at all. Five and a third, uh, three hits, two earned runs, four walks, which is still troublesome, uh, three strikeouts. His ERA, 4.43. He stayed in after that 18-minute delay. Uh, then got looked like he just got absolutely gassed in the in the six, ran out of energy. He had a no hitter, I believe, uh, through five, maybe, uh, maybe into the fifth. Uh, I thought he was throwing pretty well, pretty confident, much different than a, a previous start. Sacks offense, seven runs, twelve hits. Uh, Andrews three for four. Robert with his thirtieth home run, first center fielder in White Sox history to hit thirty home runs in a season. Uh, Aloy Jimenez looked like he got hurt. Uh, during the fight, but he stayed in the game and he did play on Sunday. Uh, more injuries and transactions to make note of. Yoan Mankata is obviously laboring. Should the Sox just shut him down for the rest of 2023? Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Dave. Uh, Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Uh, extra cash gives you more money to buy groceries. Fill your tank. Uh, finally get your car repaired or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. You can even build credit while you settle up on time. Uh, download Dave today at dave.com slash MLB. Uh, that's dave.com slash MLB. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, uh, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash MLB. Uh, for terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve member of FDIC. 
Our Chicago White Sox face off against the Yankees on Monday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Uh, Moncada's back and Moncada's kind of back. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, it is confusing uh, with Yohan Moncada, as I'm sure you feel it uh, as a White Sox fan. Uh, so this was from August 5th, a few days ago. Uh, Yohan Moncada uh, was out uh, on Saturday, out of the lineup. But then he did come in after, you know, there were all these ejections uh, later in the game. So this was the write-up uh, on the injury report. Maybe you saw it. After playing in six straight games, Mankata got a day off on Saturday as he continues to play through a back injury that has been hampering him all season. Manager Pedro Grifol, who dealt with back injuries in his playing career, said it's like the injury has a mind of its own and is a pain to deal with. Um, he added that while Mancada isn't 100%, he's still feeling good enough to finish out the season, so as long as they work to manage the injury. Uh, Mancada did play on Sunday. He was 0 for 5 with two strikeouts. Um, no more Jake Berger. You know, uh, and I think that's the, that's the thing that really hits is I don't know what the future's like for Yohan Mankata. I, I kind of know the financial future and what he's going to be getting paid next year and, you know, what he's owed and all this kind of stuff. But can he actually continue to get back on the field? Is his body just breaking down? Is it not going to allow him to play? And clearly the Sox have committed to Yohan Mankata. They shipped off Jake Berger and, and, you know, years on Jake Berger's contract. And now you're stuck with Yohan Mankata. I, 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 who knows the severity? It just seems like it's much worse uh, than we know as fans. But in a season that is going the way that it is for the White Sox, again, 23 games under, we're, we're out. It's done. We're, we're already looking at, uh, you know, what the offseason is going to bring us, you know, the White Sox are advertising, you know, all of their different uh, new prospects, what the farm system looks like now. It's basically 2017 all over again. So why? Why keep pushing Yohan Mankata out there? Uh, if he's been dealing with this all season long, he's clearly not right. And any little thing, if this thing has a mind of its own, as Pedro Grifol said, any little thing could really screw up that back. Where he might, I mean, it could be like career-ending stuff. I, I, who, again, I, I don't know, but why not shut him down? Give some younger guys an opportunity to play. Uh, see what you got in guys uh, that get extended play for a long period of time. Not only some guys that you have on the roster now, but maybe you know, bring up Lenin Sosa. I think he'll eventually be brought up. Uh, but come on, I, get the help, get Mankata the help that he needs. And if he's not willing to sign off on a, a surgery or whatever that is, uh, I, I somehow you've got to protect, I guess, your investment and in, in, in what you have decided, not only like contract wise, what you have with Yohan Mankata and the money, but you know, you've also now you've put Jake Berger on a plane, sent him to Miami and, and he's not the guy. Uh, for third base moving forward. And maybe there's some other guy that you have an idea in if you're the White Sox, but it's not Berger. So you've really invested now on Yohan Mankata. And you're telling me he's been dealing with this all season long. The season's over, okay? The season is over. Just get him the help uh, he needs. Um, 
Other injuries and transactions, Sebi Zavala with a left oblique strain placed on the 10-day injured list. Uh, Carlos Perez uh, recalled from AAA Charlotte, uh, while White Sox manager Pedro Grafol said Zavala's injury wasn't too serious. He said it was uh, worthy of an injured list stint in part so they could bring Perez up. So they're looking at giving Perez some looks because they're going to put Sebi Zavala on the injured list, but you don't want to give any other looks to any other infielders. You want to keep pushing Mankata out there. Okay. Uh, this will be Perez's third stint with the big league club. He hit 132 across 12 games in the first two stints. We're going to get Perez some time, Grafol said. I want to see him play, and I think we as an organization need to see him play. Again, you're going to want to see him play. You're putting Zavala on the injured list, but you're going to keep pushing Mankata out. There's no one else you'd like to see maybe playing third base, a little bit of infield. Okay, that's fine. Uh, August 5th, Gregory Santos, he was on the bereavement list. Uh, right-hand pitcher Lane Ramsey recalled from AAA. And right-hand pitcher Brent Honeywell claimed off waivers. Uh, Ramsey uh, has a 5.50 ERA in AAA this season. Uh, we'll take Santos's roster spot as he will be on the bereavement list for a minimum of three days, uh, but not more than seven. Santos last pitched on Thursday. Uh, additionally, the club claimed Honeywell from the Padres after he was uh, DFA'd by the Padres on Wednesday. He had a 4.06 ERA in 46 and two-thirds innings with the Padres this season. Prior to being DFA'd, the team hasn't said if, when he'll report to the big league club. And then uh, several days ago, August 4th, right-hand pitchers Aldrin Batista and Maximo Martinez were acquired from Dodgers for international bonus pool money. Hey, it's just money. Uh, Batista, 20 years old, is 3-1 and one with a 3.46 ERA and 54 strikeouts in 10 games in 2023 with Arizona Comple Complex League Dodgers. Uh, Martinez, 19 years old, uh, had a zero record uh, with a 4.73 ERA and 28 strikeouts over nine games this season uh, with the ACL Dodgers. Sox trying to get some arms, trying to figure some things out for what bullpen, uh, what the farm system, and what the starting rotation is going to look like in 2024. Uh, the fourth place Yankees come to town, and it's Garrett Cole against Dylan Cease to kick things off. More on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Uh, whether you're dealing with decisions around career relationships or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Uh, let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MLB. White Sox host the Yankees uh, starting on Monday. Cease against Cole. Uh, Dylan Cease is 0-1 with an ERA of 9.45 and 23 strikeouts and three appearances against the Yankees in his career. 
Uh, Garrett Cole has a three and one record with an ERA of 3.91 and 27 strikeouts in four appearances against the White Sox in his career. Uh, New York Yankees 58 and 54, fourth place in the AL East, 12 games out. Uh, this was from Scott Merkin post uh, Sunday game. You know, Elvis Andres, not a bad couple of games there in Cleveland. Uh, entering the series finale, the 15-year veteran was hitting 370 in 50 games at the stadium, which is his best batting average in any MLB ballpark. He added to that resume on Sunday afternoon with a second consecutive three-hit game with his final hit being a go-ahead two-run a single off Gardens Guardians closer Classe, uh, giving Chicago the five three lead. Uh, he's great. Sox manager Pedro Grafol said of Andrews, he's got a great voice in there and he's got leadership. I'm really proud of the way he's taken on that role as of late. He's done a really good job of leading and being professional. It's great. Hey, it's great to see what Andrews is doing. But again, uh, he's not the future. He's, I don't think he's going to be with the White Sox. Uh, you know, in uh, in Arizona in 2024. So good for him, you know, pad the stats, you know, maybe audition in a little bit in case he does get DFA'd or some team wants to pick him up in the offseason. Uh, Robert, hey, Robert became the ninth White Sox player to hit 30 home runs in his first 108 games and is on pace for 43, which would tie Frank Thomas for the third most in a season in franchise history. I'm happy to hit 30 home runs, but I'm happier that I've been able to play almost every day, uh, Robert said, except on his birthday. Uh, that's been my main goal. Um, again, uh, said it, and I'm sure everybody said it, right? Uh, if this guy could stay healthy, he could be Mr. Danger in this White Sox lineup. He really can. Uh, I thought, you know, Robert and Jimenez were going to be kind of lightning and thunder. Hasn't really gone that way for Jimenez. Kind of was like that with Berger until they shipped him off to Miami because they really bought in on Mancata and his back, act, 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 act. Uh, but Robert, hey, healthy. He's been doing it on the field. Had a great catch in the uh, Cleveland series. Uh, he's been flashing the leather all season long. Uh, and, and man, the power, it, almost effortless. And, and that's been fun. And that's probably the, the thing we'll continue to watch here the last few months is uh, how high can that home run total climb? Um Again, if you missed an announcement I had last week, uh, I'm going to be winding down my time with Locked On White Sox. Got uh, a few, a handful of episodes left. Uh, next Thursday, August 17th, will be my last episode uh, with Locked On White Sox. But I will be continuing uh, my duties with uh, the Good Guys Talk Back podcast. Might even try to uh, pick up another uh, maybe day or two uh, you know, especially if things break in the off season, I can uh, fire up the microphone and get another episode out. But that is a weekly uh, podcast and uh, it's available everywhere. We've got a YouTube channel, all that kind of stuff. But thank you so very much, folks. And I'll continue to, to say these thank yous as uh, my time winds down here. Uh, it has been an absolute joy, uh, despite uh, the type of product that we've had from our beloved Chicago White Sox, uh, the time you've given me and uh, the support and all that. It means the world. So thank you for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. You find your podcasts. Uh, we're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Don't forget to subscribe to that YouTube channel. Any questions, comments you have, Lockdown Sox at gmail.com. 
Our Sox take on the Yankees on Monday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM and the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. And hey, every dayers, uh, you know who you are. On the next episode, I will recap Dylan Cease's outing, hopefully celebrating a White Sox winner. Uh, appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.